as an accountability coach, my goal is to help you become the best you, the best you that you can be. But best is a subjective word, meaning that it is subject to interpretation. One person who will ever really know what is best for you, and that's you. In your journey to being healthy and fit and happy, you need to take charge of your own life. You know best how you feel, what you want or what you don't want, and what you are willing to do to achieve that. You need to become your own advocate. An advocate is a person who supports a cause, and what better cause than your own health? As a self-advocate, you need to tell people your thoughts and feelings, ask for what you need and what you want, know your rights and speak up for them, be an active participant in your own care, and seek out the professionals, the support, the community that you can use to build a team for both healthy mind and body. You need to communicate your needs through your first line of defense, such as primary care physicians, personal trainers, health coaches, or therapists. Allow and trust others to help you find and build that dream team. It is a team who is taking care of your physical and mental needs so that you can continue to fight to be the best version of yourself. So tune in today for 10 steps to be an effective self-advocate. These are life skills that we all need to hear. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 122, Be Your Own Advocate. Um, I first have to just tell you this because I'm frustrated and giggling to myself, but also like I'm going to vent it for a minute because I literally just recorded this whole episode. And when I flipped back over to my recording little studio area, because I was on a different page, I noticed it wasn't recording. (laughs) So I'm going to do a little take a deep breath, take two, and here we go. Anytime I start to throw a term around like advocate, um, I think it's fun to start with a definition. So when advocate is used as a noun, the definition is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. You've probably heard the term self-advocacy. So self-advocacy means you are able to tell people about your thoughts and feelings. You are able to ask for what you need and what you want. You know your rights and then you speak up for your rights. Bottom line, if an advocate is a person who supports a cause, a self-advocate is a person supporting their own cause. Okay, so just to make that all crystal clear. Um, As I continued to do some research after I was looking up definitions, 
I actually found a really great article called 10 Steps to Being an Effective Self-Advocate, and this came from a website called mentalhealthrecovery.com. And I am a big fan of not reinventing the wheel. I feel like this article was stated so beautifully that I'm just going to throw the article in the show notes and, again, let you fully know that this is not my original content. This came from mentalhealthrecovery.com. I'm going to share it with you and also put my own spin on how I am interpreting it for our healthcare use, okay? So just to summarize these 10 steps to being an effective self-advocate, number one is believe in yourself. Number two is know your rights. Number three is decide what you want. Number four, get the facts. Five, plan a strategy. Six, gather support. Seven, target your efforts. Eight, express yourself clearly. Nine, assert yourself clearly. And 10, be firm and persistent. Okay, now let's break those down so that you get a little idea again of where my brain is taking us. So number one, believe in yourself. You first and foremost have to truly believe that you are worth it. And I don't know if that's already going to not settle well for somebody that the whole fact like I have to spend a lot of time on me to be a self-advocate, which is really hard for people. They can already disqualify themselves going, I don't have that kind of time. Or you are such a giver that you let your own tank run dry. And this is where it's really hard to be a self-advocate if you can't believe that you're worth it, okay? You are worth it. Number two, know your rights. You have the right to ask questions about your health. So for example, let's say that your doctor tells you that you have high cholesterol and he just immediately takes out a prescription pad, writes down a medication and says, which pharmacy do I send this to? You have the right to put on the brakes and start to ask some questions like, what are my other options besides medication? You have the right to ask, is there a reason why you chose this medication? Could you tell me a little bit about its side effects? I think we get nervous in these situations and we think that the doctor knows best and they are a part of the team, but they are not the only part of the team. You have the right, okay? So know your rights. Number three, decide what you want. It always goes back to this. We always talk about you have to understand your why, and I can't emphasize that enough. That whole ask why till you cry, you initially can start with this thought of, I want to lose weight, and then you peel back another layer of the onion, and it's like, well, I want to lose weight because, you know what, I haven't been traveling often because I've been a little nervous about if I will feel comfortable on the airplane. Um, So I've heard people say, I don't know if the seatbelt is going to latch. I've heard people say, I don't like that I feel like I am, you know, it's not comfortable when I'm a little bit on the next seat. There are things like that is the cry part. That's the, I don't want to feel this way. I want to go travel. What about the grandparent or the parent who's getting sidelined because they physically can't keep up with their kiddos. And so, yes, losing weight is one part of it, but it's not the deep part. It's the part that comes into the next, like the why is I want to participate. I want to be out there with them. I don't want to just be on the sideline cheering them on. Okay. So you have to get very, very clear on what you want and what your why is for why you care about your health. Number four, get the facts. So I do have some good examples for you on this one, Um, getting the facts. I have a couple of my powerhouse group members who have done some deep dives into some of the stuff that 
they are researching on their own bodies, on their own health. And one of them was sleep. And so I've been doing some medication or some medication. I've been doing some research on it as well. And so when I talk about get the facts, let's just go through what a scenario like this could look like. Okay. Let's say you're struggling with sleep and then the doctor recommends a sleep aid, possibly a sleep pill. And then you, because you've done the research and you have some facts, you go, um, quick heads up. I don't know if you remember, but I have restless leg syndrome. And then the doctor goes into saying, like, thank you for telling me that. I don't have that on your health history. And you know what? One of the side effects to this particular sleep aid is restless leg syndrome, which now talk about a ripple in the wrong direction, right? We're taking a medication that causes the restless leg syndrome and the restless leg syndrome is causing the lack of sleep and and round and round we go. And so if we get the facts, we can start to be our own advocate in the sense of, hey, this isn't a good plan for me. My other example with that, I know you've all heard my mom talk about how when her cholesterol was high, she decided she wanted to try to correct it with food versus medication. And even me on this, when she first told me, I'm like, mom, you're already healthy. You already eat healthy. You already exercise. And I really was like, I think, you know, we have to be careful with this because if you don't correct it, now we can come up against some scary things that can happen if our blood is not flowing properly, right? And so she's like, she got her facts. She she researched, she, she looked into, there is a test that they can do where they can see into your arteries and see if the blockage has started, if we are up against something that we should be worried about. And she was given squeaky clean bill of health. Her, her arteries looked great, and so therefore, then now that we had some facts, it was like, okay, now go try it with food, and lo and behold, she did it. She lowered her cholesterol number with food choices, so that was amazing. So when you know the facts, you can be a wiser decision maker with your within your own healthcare needs. Number five, plan a strategy. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Have you ever noticed it always feels better to have a plan? I was stressing over my neck last year after I had fallen off my bike. I feel like my neck just felt weird. I was pulling neck muscles. Then I started to stress about my my bones and my brain was just swirling around. I was just getting anxious. And then I decided, Lindsay, you need a plan. So I scheduled a chiropractor appointment. I got some x-rays. I started taking my calcium supplements. I started doing some weight training. And even before I implemented all of that, just telling myself, this is how we're going to do this. This is the plan. I already settled in and felt so much better. So plan a strategy. I promise it will help so much. Number six, gather support. Who's on your team? I mentioned dream team in the intro. I have a client who who introduced me to this term dream team. She gathered multiple trainers, dietitian, physical therapist. Like she put together her own dream team to be advocates with her to make sure that We were all working towards her best physical state as well as her best quality of life. So that support, man, you can't can't 
do this alone. The support's amazing. Number seven, target your efforts. Who is the person you need to be talking to to get closer to what you are fighting for? So for example, let's say that you have plantar fasciitis and your primary care doctor goes, hey, start rolling your foot over an iced water bottle. And if you've seen those foam wedges on Amazon, why don't you go ahead and grab one of those and start stretching multiple times a day? Okay, you start to do this and you don't really notice a huge difference. So this is where I'm going to tell you, don't stop asking the question, okay? You might have come up against one barrier, but it's not the end of the world. So the next health professional that you come across, you ask your chiropractor, what options do I have for plantar fasciitis? They decide, let's do some laser therapy and stripping of the muscle. And this does help a little bit. However, you're still feeling some on and off again pain. So you don't stop asking. You're at another appointment. You're with your massage therapist. You ask, hey, I have this plantar fasciitis. Any ideas? And and they recommend, have you ever tried inserts? It's really helped me. And then it's another area you go try. Like what I am saying here with target your efforts is you don't stop asking till you get to some resolution that you either feel better or you're working towards feeling better. Number eight, express yourself clearly. This can be really difficult, especially if we get nervous in doctor's offices or around healthcare professionals. They may intimidate us. This is where I often recommend to my clients that they walk into a visit. So whether that's a doctor visit, a therapy visit, a dietitian consultation, go in with your notepad of predetermined questions. And I'm telling you, it will make it so much easier. It will go so much smoother. So write it down. Number nine, assert yourself clearly. Be firm and try to not lose your temper. This is really hard. If you have already struggled with, I've been waiting an hour in the waiting room. I got stuck in a in my exam room and I'm still waiting. And the person at the front desk wasn't very nice. And, 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 and it's really hard to like take those deep breaths and just assert yourself clearly and make sure that you come across clearly enough that your questions are getting answered, okay? So take that time maybe in the exam room before somebody walks in to take those deep breaths and make sure that you don't walk out with unanswered questions because that would be even more frustrating and what a waste of your time that you already spent in those waiting moments. Okay, number 10, be firm and persistent. I already said it. I'm going to say it again. Don't give up. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. You might run into a brick wall while investigating a health issue, but keep asking until you find answers. And remember, you are worth it. You are worth it. Ah, There you have it, my friends. Okay, a short and sweet message for you today. I hope this actually recorded this time. I hope you found a takeaway. Please don't forget to share the podcast if it really hit home for you or you know somebody who needed this today. Have a fabulous Friday and cheers to health and happiness. All the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping an open mind to the fact that our journey will look different now and in five years from now, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.
Don't leave me yet, friends. One more thing, I am so excited to announce that our Powerhouse membership is reopening its doors in June. If you are one of those individuals that you feel like, man, I know what to do and I just need to do it, I will tell you right now, this is your new happy home. It is our niche, it is our thing. It can be within food and nutrition, but it doesn't have to be. It can be organization of the home. It can be that you just want more flow within your daily routine. Pick any area of your life where you would love some accountability, some hand-holding, some some feet to the fire. We are here for you, and it's virtual. When people go, what is this membership? It's a virtual community of like-minded individuals who are all fighting for their own personal journey, but we do it together. So we're there to celebrate together. We're there to get through the hard times together. No one's goals look identical, and it's a beautiful place to be because even though we're all fighting individually, It's amazing how helpful it is to have other individuals right by your side getting you through those moments where you think you're done or you just want to quit. And instead of quitting or instead of falling off the wagon, you jump right back on, you hit that reset button. And this is the difference between long-term success versus short-term, fast. It can look like slow and steady wins the race. It might not be that exciting or always fun, but you know at the end of the day, you're always making progress. And we're always going to be here to reset that next goal to make sure that the progress continues. So if this is making your ears perk up, join me over at healthaccountabilitycoach.com, healthaccountabilitycoach.com. I will also have a link in the show notes. And you can schedule a 15-minute chat with me to see if this is a place for you. And or you can use my contact form and email me. But I would love to introduce you to Powerhouse and so excited to reopen these doors. Have a great week.